As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Thoughts lead to actions, and actions, habits, and habits, character, and character, destiny. Join this purple girl in her purple world as we share inspiration and build hope together, one thought at a time. The destiny you desire is only a thought away. Welcome to Building Hope with Purple Thoughts. This is Justina Page, your podcast host. Today is Friday, that special day where I have one of my friends come on and share their thoughts about one of my purple thoughts. And I am elated and excited to have a very wise woman with us today, a good friend of mine, Judy Hoberman. Hey, Judy. Hey, Justina. I am super excited to be here today. Just, I couldn't wait. I was like so excited. So, Well, you know what? Ditto. I felt the same way. I couldn't wait to get you on the show. So uh, you guys don't know Judy like I do, so I'm going to share a bit about her. Judy Hoberman is president of Judy Hoberman and Associates, a company focused on empowering professional women, and she's good at it, guys. She is an award-winning international speaker, best-selling author, trainer, and leading authority on women in leadership. With over three decades in business, she combines wisdom and humor with her behavior-shaping insights, impacting audiences of thousands as well as small groups and individuals through her one-on-one executive coaching and mentoring, and she is often described as transformational. That's powerful. Judy works with companies supporting their diversity and women's initiatives in the areas of leadership, recruiting, training, coaching, mentoring, and retention. She was a TEDx speaker talking about prejudging people. That's a heavy topic. She is author of four books, including Selling in a Skirt. I got that one. That's a good one. And Walking on Glass Floor. She offers a training program that concentrates on women in leadership and the men who champion them with emphasis on redefining culture. Judy has completed certifications from Cornell University's College of Business in Women in Leadership and Women in Entrepreneurship, adding that to her previous degree from Queens College, New York. She was named as a woman to watch, yes she is, for International Women's Day 2019 from Thrive Global. She was awarded the Character and Integrity Award for her distinct and significant contribution to sales producers' success. Judy was a finalist for the Woman of Visionary Influence Mentor of the Year and was named one of the top 10 women of influence in Dallas. Congratulations for her involvement in the community and entrepreneurship. Recently, she was named as one of 14 sales pros building trust from LinkedIn, as well as coach of the year from powerful professionals. That is awesome. Judy's mission to help one woman a day by following an important philosophy. Women want to be treated equally, not identically. Judy, that's perfectly said. Thank wow. you. Wow. You must really enjoy your work. That's 
really powerful stuff there. I do enjoy my work, and I get to be with amazing women and inspiring men all the time. And it's just, it, it lights me up, and it makes me smile. Wow. Well, that is amazing what you've accomplished and what you're doing. Kudos to you. So, I have a question for you. How did we meet? <laughs> it's funny. I was going back, and we've been together for years and years and years, and it really was through um, PSA years ago at one of their events and we just stay together you know and and we haven't seen each other in person since then but we're connected on social media and that's really important it's a way to continue relationships so yeah that's so awesome and for the audience PSA is public um, speaking association and at that time it was led by Tanya Hoffman I believe uh-huh. right correct yeah Yeah, so yeah, it's just really nice. You know, we have a lot of people that come in and out of our lives, and some are keepers, and as y'all see, Judy is one of those keepers, and when we get into this interview further, you're going to see why. Okay, next question. Everybody knows I am crazy about purple. Purple this, purple that, purple life, happy life. So I call my thoughts purple thoughts. If you could give a color for your thoughts, what would that be? And why? Well, I have to say that purple has always been a calming color for me, and that is my favorite color. Awesome. Um, I do, I do, you know, I dress a lot in black, but there's always another color attached to it. Mm-hmm. But purple, for some reason, really just gives me that space to just breathe and, and to be able to move forward. So I'm a purple girl too. Yay! Yay for the purple girls! More purple thoughts, right? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So we came here today not to hear me yap about. We want to hear from you. Why don't you go ahead and read your purple thought and just share how it resonated with you? So my purple thought is, want to know a secret? A lot of times I don't know what I'm doing, but I've never been afraid to try. Mm -hmm. And that resonated with me as soon as I, I read it because that is me. You know, a lot of times I really have no clue how to get involved in something or how to um, to even attempt to do something, but I always do it anyway. I always do it anyway. And whatever happens, happens, but I have to be able to say, I at least took that chance. You know, I'm a, I'm a big risk taker. I think every entrepreneur is a big, a big risk taker. So I'm not afraid to, to jump in. Um, as I've gotten older, I do ask a little more questions about things, but I still, but I still jump in as well. So that's, that just like, it just screamed at me. This is you. This is you. Wow. I can see that, and obviously that's me too. (laughs) It was, after all, my purple thought. Um, Question for you, though. Why do you think people are afraid to try? There's, I think there's two different reasons. One of them is they're afraid to fail, but the other one is they're afraid to succeed. You know, if you don't know anything about whatever that is, what if you're you you're just really good at it and you succeed? Then what? Or you look at the failure and that's always a negative for people. I don't think failure is a negative at all. I think failure is a way to grow and it's a, a first attempt in learning is my fail. Um, so, but I think it goes both ways. There are so many people that are just definitely afraid of succeeding because what happens next? Not only the financial aspect of it, but now you're thrown into like the world. And people get to see you. And it may not be the global world, but it could be your media world. And people don't want to be part. They don't want to stand out in the middle. They don't want to be the center of attention. So it's, it's both ways. They're really, you know, and I've, 
I've been on both sides. You know, that's interesting you said that. I expected about being afraid to fail, but to be afraid to succeed, I hadn't thought on that. And I think sometimes people are afraid to succeed because of the responsibility that comes with success. That's, that's another right. side, too. What's your thoughts on that? Absolutely. There's always a responsibility, whatever you're doing. You are responsible, if nothing else, to yourself. But when you become responsible for other people, and now all of a sudden you're in this arena, basically, that says, you know, okay, I got this, and this wasn't as hard as I thought. And so now I'm going to be responsible for sharing my brilliance, and I don't know if I really want to do that, you yeah. know, because that is a big, big responsibility. But on the other side of that, you might grow into that as well. So it's all, it's all like, you know, you take the baby steps. If you don't take the step, then you're going to be, you're going to regret and wonder, what if? What if I had done that? What if I made the left instead of the right? What if I had gone here instead of there? So, you know, it's all responsibility. It all just hangs on you. It's amazing. We can't yeah. escape it no matter whether we do or do not, right? Yeah, that's right. That's so right. let's go back to something. Why are people afraid to fail? Well, let's just talk about women for a minute. Yeah. Okay. What what is our biggest fear? Our biggest fear is to be seen as that person that couldn't or shouldn't have, and we don't know, and we don't want to ask for help, and so all of those things teaming up, and you're naturally having this scenario in your head, and it's so vivid that you don't even want to try it. You know, like have you ever been in front of you know you're getting ready to speak somewhere, or you're getting ready to launch something, and all of a sudden that imposter syndrome creeps up. And the, the inner critic is saying, like, well, who are you? What, who do you think you are? Like, why are you, why are you even trying this? Nobody's going to listen. Nobody's going to join. Nobody's going to buy. Nobody's going to hear. Nobody's going to do anything. So let's just not do it. And so the failure part becomes so big that we don't even take the chance. Because if we took the chance and we failed and we had to redo it, then there are people that are going to be, you know, snickering like, ah, 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 I told you you couldn't do it. You know, and I mean, I remember when I went into insurance, I started that in 1990. I, there weren't other women. It was me. And wow. I remember hearing the men talk about me behind my back. And they wow. would say, she takes too long. She has too many questions. Everybody has to be her friend. She's never going to make it. But then we could say, we at least try. So I could have at that point walked out, but I chose not to. I chose to stick it out. And to me, it was like, challenge. And I'm going to do challenge accepted. I love that. I love that so much. And kudos to you. That's why I like you so much. I love it. I love it. I love it. So do you have any advice or tips for people who are sitting on the borderline of making a move and that fear or that imposter syndrome, as you brought out so eloquently, pops up? How do you handle that? How do you overcome uh, the feeling of maybe I'll be shamed or I'll get this wrong or whatever. The first thing you have to do is you have to decide why you're doing this. Like what is the, what's the reason why you're doing it? Okay. The why is the biggest thing that you have. So even if it sounds like it's too difficult, why is it that you're even thinking about it? that was not, that would be number one. Then number two would be what happens if you do it and what happens if you don't, you have to be able to at least identify like if I don't do this, then I can't get to that. Or if I do do this, I can get to that. So what's the risk you're willing to take? And then the third thing is, what if you ask someone to help you? And I always believe it takes a village. There's no, nobody in this world can do anything by themselves and everything by them. And they shouldn't do it by themselves. Right. There, 
right? You know, there's so many people like you, Justina, like if, you know, why wouldn't people say to you, hey, I saw you do this. Can you just show me how to do it? Or you're so good at doing this. Can you, so you don't have to use the word help. You don't have to use the word support. Show me. Can you just show me how to do this? I mean, that's asking for help without asking for help. So I just think that you have to know your why, know what you would happen if you did or didn't do it, and then be able to ask for help. Oh, wow. So, oh, I love that. I love that so much. I really like how you started that, though. Your why. <laughs> and and just for those listening to us today, your why is everything. I mean, if you, if you really take a good look at your why, maybe you should not try. <laughs> if your right. why is not aligned with purpose, with meaningfulness, um, because sometimes we, and that's men and women, we could do uh-huh. things out of jealousy. We could be trying to keep up with the Joneses. And um, that's not what we're talking about here. So I want to clarify. We're talking about purposeful uh, walk and assignments and agendas and things that further you and others in this world. Yeah. And you also have the fear of missing out. Like, maybe I have to do this because everybody else is doing that. And that's craziness. Or, and this is a big one, people do things that they think others are expecting them to do. Oh my God. And when you get right, and when you get into that turnstile, you can't get out of it. You're just like, okay, so they think I should be doing this, so now I have to do that. And then I have to do this. You know, it's like it's almost like when you're a teenager and then you're expected, like when we were growing up, you expected to meet somebody, fall in love, get married, have children. That was just that was the the natural progression. It doesn't always work like that. So yeah. so are you going to be the outlier that everybody's going to go? Ooh, you know, you didn't do it the right way. So, yeah, I just believe that you have to be able to really talk about it. I always talk about things out loud, even to myself, just to hear what it sounds like out there. And if it sounds crazy, then I'm probably crazy, you know. Yeah, I like this uh, purple thought a lot. <laughs> when I wrote it, I was sitting down thinking, because a lot of people uh, have approached me and made comments, and they've been really nice comments. Wow, how do you know? How did you do that? And how did you know? And I was thinking, you know, a lot of times I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea. I'll take this podcast as a prime example. Um, uh-huh. uh, and many people know I'm a faith woman. I, I try to listen to God. I try to move when God tells me to do something. And it just, my heart was stirred. And I uh, was told, you need to start two podcasts. And I'm like, okay, but what's a podcast? Judy, I didn't even know what a podcast was. Literally. I hear you. I, I literally didn't know what it was. I went and looked it up. I'm like, whoa, well, how am I going to do this? And then just out of the blue, up on pops up on my screen a free podcast class. I'm like, whoa. And this lady who did this podcast, podcast class, you know how you share classes and then they leave you just give you only a little bit. Then you buy into the program, which I understand, to really learn what to do. Well, she gave it all, uh-huh. all, all of the information. I mean, if you listen to her, did the assignments like you said, you were ready to go on your own at the end. She ran contests. Of course, I'm competitive. I won all of them. So I won all the equipment I needed and all of that. And started my two podcasts without even ever listening to one. And uh-huh. that's kind of what I was thinking about. I was like, this is amazing. I, don't, I didn't know what I was doing. 
But I always say that when you try, what you need aligns. It lines up with the effort. What's your thought on that? I, I totally agree. I, you know, I go back to um, I had started an insurance in 1990. I had no idea what I was doing. Like none. Same thing as your podcast. Nobody was telling me anything. Nobody was. There was no training. You were just pushed in. And when I had to figure it out, I started asking people, "Can you show me how to do this? Can you show me how to do that?" And all of a sudden, I had my own playbook of how to do the, you know, the general technical stuff of it. But the rest of it, I had to learn for myself. Wow. And I, I, I think that when you when you get everything in some kind of an order, I'm a very logical person. So if it's not logical, I'm not going to do it. And to me, I had to create how I was going to do all of these things. The same way you had two podcasts in your head and you had no idea. And then all of a sudden it all fell into place because you listened and you took the process and you did it. And I do believe that having a process in place as, as simple as it can be is what's going to propel you to actually learn what the heck you're doing anyway, you know, and not be afraid to at least attempt to do it. If you never attempted to do a podcast, you wouldn't be here. Your purple thoughts would be your purple thoughts, but you wouldn't be sharing it with, you know, hundreds of thousands of people who need to hear what you have to say. That's what I'm saying. That is so true. You know, I was uh, looking at um, the board for my uh, purple thoughts, and it's in like 20 different countries. I mean, all over everywhere. And I'm like, who the heck is over there listening to my little short purple thoughts. It, it's just amazing to me. Yep. But that yep. came from trying. But let's talk about, okay, I tried and I failed. Here's my question. How often do you think success stands on the legs of failure? Let's talk about how le- what failure can do for our good. So failure, like I said, is generally seen as negative. If you would just take the failure... And look at the lesson that you learned, because there's always a lesson. Maybe you didn't follow everything. Maybe you weren't ready yet. Maybe you didn't have the right equipment or the right whatever. There's a lot of maybes in there, but there's a reason why it didn't work. Maybe it wasn't for you in the first place, but maybe, the, you know, that's the thing. Find it, figure out like why it didn't work. And then how can you make it work? Now, there are instances when something fails and there is no recovery. There just isn't. There's nothing else you can do. You've done everything and you're done. And then you go on to something else. But in most cases, there is something you could have tweaked or somebody that could have said, make the right hand turn or here's your speed bump or something like that. I always believe that in every failure, there's a lesson and there's a next step. And if you choose to take the failure and own it, then you own it. You know, to me, a failure is about an event. It's not a person. So you didn't fail. That failed. Wow. That is so eloquently eloquently said. I like that so much. That failed. And that will help us to pick ourselves back up and propel us forward again. Because what I find happens a lot of time when people face the failure, um, they just stop. They shut down. They won't try anything but i think it's a, a it's a pedestal to stand on and build again your thoughts right and you all, absolutely you also have to remember you have to give yourself permission to wallow in it for a minute okay it didn't work i, I go back to the pandemic 
Okay? Who the heck knew what was going to happen on March 13th, 2020, right? My entire calendar was booked with all my trainings and all my speaking and everything else. On March 13th, Friday the 13th, everything was off. Yeah. And I, I was devastated like everybody else. But yeah. I'm just I'm just going to tell you what I did. Yeah. So I became this very professional woman and I cried. I did. And yeah. I gave myself permission to, to do whatever I needed to do because that was two-thirds of my business was gone, like totally gone. I yes. had no control over it. It wasn't my failure. It was something that happened. It was an event. And so there's a perfect example. It was an event. Yes. And so I, I gave myself permission. I went to, to bed. I started to cry, and I just thought, I'm never going to get through this. And then I gave myself permission 20 minutes later to get myself up and think, okay, so what's the lesson here, and what can I do to move this forward? And so like anything, everybody else, like, you know, I did things virtually and so on and so forth. But if I would have stayed in bed and cried and done nothing, then I would have taken that failure as a personal failure. Yes. And it wasn't because it wasn't me. I had all this stuff lined up, and now I had nothing. And that's a really hard pill to swallow that it wasn't me. you know. And I, so I'm saying that it was an event, and the event was something that nobody had ever been involved with yet. And now what? Now what do I do? So how am I going to? protect my business so I don't lose it because I worked really hard to build my business and now so that's that's a really good example of an event not a person and then I just you know started slowly and started building things and started you know offering things and making sure that my clients knew I was still here but I you know we can't do anything right now so I started doing everything virtually and I tell you what I bet at the beginning of that just like this purple thought you didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> Zero. So I became a certified virtual presenter. What does that even mean? I'm now certified. Okay. Who? No one ever asked me for that. No one said, hey, are you certified? No. It just was something that I thought I felt better. Okay, I felt better now that I'm certified. What did I do? Like I can talk in front of Zoom now? You know what I mean? Yes. So, But I had no idea what I was doing. I built all these programs with no idea if anybody was going to show up. Isn't that something? I love it. I love it. I love it. You are a perfect example of what this purple thought is talking about and what I was talking about when I uh, wrote it. But yeah. I just want to zone in one more time on this. Don't be afraid to drive people. Yeah. Don't let people, your own self, others' opinions, ideas, past failures, past successes, just don't let it yeah. stop you. Don't, and don't let people's view of what is success be something that you are living. Because you think of, excuse me, you think about all the celebrities that we all follow and people buy everything. There's a reason why they're over there and we're over here. But guess what? We influence just as many people as the billions that they do. Because none of those billions of people they even know or care about. We care about the people that we work with. I know you are very much involved with your people. I know you are. Oh, yeah. That's who you are. So even if you had 100 people that said, I love Justina, I want to do anything that she has, okay, versus a billion people from somebody else, that know, they don't know their people. They're just doing it because they're celebrities. We are real people, and that's the, that's the difference. We're real people. So we fail, and we succeed. And when we fail, we tell you how we fail. And we tell you what we did next. And, and it will resonate or it won't. Then we also tell you how we succeed. It will resonate or it won't. But our people are our people. And that's that's what I think is important for, to remember. You may not know what you're doing, but once you get going and once you're in motion, 
you got it. And the people around you are going to support you. Amen. I love it. I love it. I love it. How about learning something along the way? That's how I kind of live life. I learn along the way. Yeah, I think we, I think a lot of us do. Most of us don't have that parachute. You know, we jump out the window and, you know, the parachute, we build it as we're going down. You know, it, yeah. it helps us. That's a yeah. frightening thought, Judy, but it's so true. <laughs> especially as entrepreneurs. Especially as entrepreneurs. Are, you ever, are we ever really prepared? Like, really, think about it. No. I don't think so. No. Not no. at all. Mm-hmm. Very, very good visual. Scared me a little bit. Because I'm scared of heights, but <laughs> that is true. Me though. too. <laughs> that is so so true, um, Judy. I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, and I know our listeners have too. My last question for you is this: Why do you think it might be a great idea to tune into the show? You know, I do believe that there are people that are waiting to figure out how they can take that next step, and if you already know that. Most of us have taken the steps and flopped. It's okay. Just be prepared that that flop is just a little hiccup, a little speed bump. You just keep going. And, you know, and we're all here. We're all still here. And so don't be afraid to, and I don't like to use the word try. Don't be afraid to, like, put it in motion. Don't be afraid to, you know, to strike out on your own. And I think when you listen to this, you're going to get all kinds of little, little nuggets don't try to do everything that we everybody always tells you. No, take like one little thing and say, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Great advice. Great advice. Thank you so much. Guys, thank you for tuning in today. I pray that the thought that Judy shared was enlightening. I know it was encouraging, inspiring, and all of that. And I pray all of the purple thoughts that we share resonate with you in some kind of way. And if it does, guess what? I have 365 more of them available in my journal, Building Hope with Purple Thoughts 2022. You can pick that up on Amazon or if you prefer a copy, sign with my purple pen. Just email me, mtac, that's more than a conqueror, m-t-a-c, m-t-a-c underscore justina at yahoo.com. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to tune in next time for more of Building Hope with Purple Thoughts. Go have yourself an extremely blessed day. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining this purple girl in her purple world. Share the inspiration by leaving a review, rating, and subscribing to the show. I'll see you in the next episode. Until then, keep hope alive.